0: Oh, man, that must have stung. Hummus. Hummus. 60 cycle hummus. Hey, everyone, I'm Ryan. I'm not ready for this. Oh, come on. And
1: I'm Steve and this is 60 Cycle Home, the guitar, buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing, podcast. As soon as I realized that you were recording, I looked down at my notebook and realized I've
0: written down nothing. We haven't even picked the ads that we're gonna do. We, right? Okay, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm we're not gonna crazy. rolling with it, Steve. We're I'm rolling not, with it. I thought, like, did Ryan? Did we talk about ads? And I just zoned out. I just decided we would start recording without planning out the That's episode. Fine. That's so fine. we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants. Hit me with that first
1: topic. This is a topic. As Brian Gower would say. Hit me with that first
0: topic. Top picks of the topics on 60 Cycle Hum. Maximilian Kane Hibbs. I feel like he should have like a third or or fourth in his name. That's a fancy name and I like it. I admire it. Maximilian Kane Hibbs, the third, requests this top pick. What genre deserves the revival spot instead of pop punk? Is pop punk the current revival? I guess. I mean, there's pop punk ever really go? I think the pop punk aesthetic is coming back with all your machine gun Kellys and whatnot. But Steve, Steve had doubts in this topic. Certain certain zoomers
1: just think that Demi Lovato is the new machine gun Kelly.
0: Maybe, maybe we'll see. I don't
1: even know how that makes sense or what it
0: means. It all will be deciphered in time. Um, so. so Steve, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna. Do this based around the greatest genre revival of all time, swing. just like these—the strongest, the most definite spike in revival that we've ever seen in the history of mankind, as far as music genres go. Uh, swing, swing revival, revival yeah. of the '90s. You is, know, who's your favorite swing? So hold on, hold on, okay. Because obviously, that on, is peak, that on. is peak revival, where it took over so completely for about six months.
1: Uh, uh on the count of three. We're uh-huh. gonna say one, two, three, and then we're gonna say best uh, swing revival band name. You ready? Best best name. One,
0: two, three. Big bad Voodoo Daddy. I always. Where were you, Ryan? I'm sorry. I you know it was. Oh man, I just always really liked the name Squirrel Nut Zippers. Squirrel
1: Nut Zippers. Okay. It's a great
0: name, yeah, and then you find one. out that it's a candy bar, and you're like, oh, that's oh, it is endearing. Yes, yeah, the mm. name of like an old fashioned candy bar. Dumb. A Squirrel Nut Zipper. I thought it was. I thought
1: it was like a zip gun reference. Guys,
0: like, I was on board with swing revival. <laughs> I was listening to bands. I had CDs. It, it lasted for more. It I had never
1: to, danced. It had to last more than six months.
0: Well, yeah. The There was a scene that popped like up for maybe like seven months. No, I want to say <laughs> like for about two years. There was like a yeah. group of people that you know, like. Oh, that kid's into swing. You know. I, I, but then there I was like a, about six months on like radio and pop culture. Yeah, I had was a like
1: a Royal Crown Review album.
0: Sure, I owned one. I believe you. I wouldn't doubt that for a second, Steve. I feel like you're a little bit young for it, because you must have been like ten uh, or eleven when that was going no. on. Well, I think there's a couple. I think swing revival, uh, because hit- swing revival was about like peak peak teen for me. So you must have been a uh, uh, peak tween. I think I think not peak teen, like peak like this is like I'm becoming a teenager. This is what is like the thing. Well, I guess I was like sixteen or something like that. I think swing revival. Um, this said
1: swing revival started in 1989, but I would not count that. No,
0: we're talking, Um, that is like the beginning of the plateau. We're talking about that hump in the nineties. That was just this spike. It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, so
0: I'll, I'll throw this at you then uh where's where are so you singles? have to name a genre you have to name a genre that you want to see hold on revive really? for a very extreme six big month period of big time Big
1: bad voodoo daddies you and me in the bottle makes three which was their song that got played on the radio and whatever came out in 1998 right so i
0: went okay whatever <laughs> I was 18 or 17, like when I was aware of this stuff. Oh, going dang. On. But Muggsy's move came out kind in 1996. Blame- I kind of blame Swing for killing the public's interest in Ska. Like, we, we flew too close to, to the sun getting Ska on the radio in the yeah. 90s. And I think Swing saw an opportunity and they took it and they ruined it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. they swooped in there. They're like, well, Ska can do it, so can we. And then they ruined not only Swing, but they also ruined Ska. Zoot suit, right? Because it was like this, 1997. It was like the same people, you yeah, know? Yeah, no, it was definitely it was the same audience.
1: It, so uh, I would say this was not the direction we were supposed to go, but that's okay. Ska was like uh, punk music for band kids. Uh huh. Swing was like. Ooh. Uh, like prog music for band kids. No. But s- not drummers. Swing <laughs> swing was punk
0: for uh, drama kids. Swing wasn't punk for any. Well, the, so that was the other thing. No, first- that's what it is. Swing was punk. Yeah, I can for, see that. So drama kids yeah. could go to concerts.
1: That's fair. They could because they like, could dress up. I
0: want I've got all these jazz hands. What am I going to do with them? Oh my, oh my God. I got to go see a uh, band or I'm going to uh, explode from jazz I hands. Say, I have to dance. You know, it's theater kids. Uh, it's theater kids. It's swing is
1: the funny thing about swing this is ska is, uh, for theater kids. Is uh, um, blank check uh, with Griffin and David uh-huh. is going, you know, their current director is Bob Fossey. So it's all like musical, it's like all musicals right now. Right, it's like no anyway or like musical related, theater type productions. It made me think of that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I could see that. I I also was looking at like swing kids. There was that movie Swing Kids, which came out in nineteen ninety three. I don't know well, what it's there, about, but that's there part was of swing revival.
0: There was a slow build in culture leading towards. Like swing revival Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. of movies like you think about the movies that were coming out earlier in the 90s and late 80s and building up and up to this and like the kind of like look back to detective noir stories and even like the pulpier like kind of goofy stuff like Dick Tracy and things like that. There's a whole like movement of that in the 80s and then you hit like newsies. Newsies oh, was a Newzie. huge movie yeah and then that's you that's kind of swing. And uh, swing you're getting connection. you know like swing bar scenes in like Indiana Jones and Indiana Jones spoofs mm-hmm. and knockoffs and things like that and then you're leading into the 90s with friggin like The Mask and oh, The Mask and Swingers coming out like I never, in the I same I me- seen
1: Swingers should I see that movie?
0: Uh, it's, it's like a fun indie flick sort of vibe um, but like that was like starring Jean Favreau the mask, I think, represents like halfway up the uptake of swing. Right. And it was like, whoa, it's in the mask. And then it's like, everyone's like, ah, I'm kind of tired of dancing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, but no, what, I would, We still I haven't answered college, the question. Like, what genre are there any genres that we think need, need the swing treatment?
1: You mean the pop punk treatment?
0: Well, Pop Punk wants the, the, the uh, swing treatment right I, now, but it I doesn't kinda, deserve it.
1: I kind of want. Uh, uh, I want to know what Grunge Revival would look like right now.
0: That would be. Okay. So that would be like punishment to Gen Xers. <laughs> that would hurt them.
1: Oh, do you think so? Is, is Grunge such a. Is it that, that, that cynical the po- of a genre?
0: That was the poser generation. What do you. Th- the, 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 we were. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm on the butt end of. Gen X where people are like, you're not Gen X, but everyone who, when I was a teen, told me I was Gen X. Uh, Where it's like, I was there for the culture, but I wasn't old enough to participate in it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I could never go to like a grunge show by myself or whatever. So you're saying that that Gen Xers... So that was the culture of like, oh, well, this band's a poser now, or that guy's a poser, uh, he doesn't even like this band. Like how is Gen X going to react to kids now? starting their own grunge bands and cosplaying as like grungy Seattleites. They're no that's they're a, not gonna like that. That's it. an
1: interesting point because and the the analog to that is, you know, again, we're talking about swing revival, like I uh you know, you could go to your grandparents' house in the nineteen nineties and be like your grandparents would be like, what are you listening to? And you'd be like, oh I'm listening to uh, I'm listening to uh the whatever swing Band, uh, Flight 180, or whatever, uh, and uh, oh, and you play it for your grandparents. Be like, then they're gonna go to the record player. Like, let me show you Benny Goodman. Right, right. And all now you're having this moment. You're having this multi generational moment. But you're right, Jenna. If you're like, oh, I'm listening to this band. They're called, uh, you know, whatever. Have you ever watched the Lawrence Welk show? And no, I've never. I not since I was like eight. But you have. I'm familiar with it. I used to, I drive by his house uh, like three times, a four, six times a week. <gasps> There's a
0: Lawrence, Welk like golf area yeah. on the way to Steve's. Um I used to watch the Lawrence Welk show. Like, right. Kind of like probably it was like a comedy sketch, sketch 12 music, or 13, music review. Right? I liked the music. Yeah. I was like, this is chill music. And I still kind of like, you know, like I'm into exotica music and like Martin right. Denny and, and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's kind of, that music has a vibe. And that show was like, you're watching a little 13-inch tube TV in the early 90s or whatever. And it's old-fashioned, but it's on the right device for it. Mm-hmm. And there's like like grown men with like bleach blonde hair and like purple pastel suits and bubbles are flying around. <laughs> and they're they're playing like some kind of like groovy jazz right you know?
1: But, but ba- base i think i understand what you're saying is that you know if uh i i, I don't even know because i can't because grunge revival hasn't happened but if it did happen all these gen xer parents they're not going to be like oh let me show you my like my mud honey collection they're just gonna be like no we're done and by Go grunge away.
0: revival i mean like there becomes a Greta Van Fleet version of like of uh Soundgarden.
1: No, I, I, you 100%. know, or it's like,
0: wow, they are really, really trying. They're really affected, yeah. and really influenced by Soundgarden, not just Chris Cornell, but by Soundgarden. Yeah, no, absolutely, you know. And so, like, the, you get like. Five or six bands that peak over like six months. It's like the winter of grunge revival. Yeah, like I think it. I don't know. I'm kind of down for it. I wouldn't gatekeep it. I'd be down for it. I think it would be interesting
1: to see what would happen because so much of like, like people get back into wah pedals. Even you know? even you know the current like pop punk revival. First of all, I don't think pop punk is it really reviving. I feel like it's just never gone away. Right. I just outgrew it. Um, no,
0: that no, what it really is is the pump pop punk going, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I think I can get
1: up today. I mean, cause there's a lot of bands, like there's a lot of bands that uh, people we know will be like, Oh yeah. Like I'm really into the wonder years. Or I'm really into knuckle puck or all time low or whatever. And I'm like, I know these names, but I don't know any of their songs, but they're considered pop punk. Maybe they've, maybe the thing is, is it would be like, it would have to be that genre that like sound specifically like you're saying like pop, like a real pop punk revival. And that's the issue is like the current pop punk revival is kind of doing the 2001 to 2005 thing. It's like, it's really
0: blink 182 82 revival. Um, I think some I, of it I'm sitting here thinking about it. I'm sorry if I'm interrupting your, your train of thought.
1: Now uh, my, the train uh,
0: has arrived at the station. I stopped listening to your words and I just started listening to your soul and I could feel your soul, your soul slowing down. Um, could you, it, could I you would, see my soul glow? I think it would be legitimately entertaining if a hair metal revival was done just right. <sighs> just right. And you know it could never happen just right because someone would take it the despicable the, the, the direction that we don't want to go. But like what if there was... What, hold on. What is the despicable direction? By like Just don't? getting back into the, the hedonism and the womanizing and, Wrong. you know, like kind of the, the grosser right, part, right. you know, that, that sort of stuff. I'm talking a return to that kind of very powerfully poppy arena rock rev-y, ready, like sincere, like, ah! like rock and roll, <laughs> like theatrics with spandex and controversial costumes, assless chaps, the makeup like gu- like but a reinterpreted interpretation of it that would fit the youth of today where it's like taking like outrageous like style that you see in right. whether it be pop music or hip hop or something like that and applying it to this like flamboyant flamboyantly loud screaming showy obnoxious hair metal like simple dumb songs but just like would make the crowd so entertained right but without maybe not without but you know done through a modern lens the Mm -hmm. the hedonism and the debauchery and stuff like that
1: and i think you know you mentioned the Greta Van Fleet thing is the problem like is just like you have kind of these single artist revivals. Like Greta Van Fleet wasn't part of like a classic rock revival. Greta Van Fleet was the only one who, who was recognized. If there was a, cl- a larger classic rock revival, no one knew what was happening except Greta Van Fleet.
0: Right, right. Yeah. But like, so you want to see hair metal. Revival. I think, I, I think, every, okay. It's easier to think of genres that would be fun to revive. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be fun to see like a goth kind of like like cure, like baritone like revival, you know? Like like that. Like mm-hmm. we've had like the slow burn eighties revival, but like the goth revival. Yeah, I
1: I've been listening to it's actually it's interesting because I've been listening to um apparently this guy's really big in Canada. Uh but I've been listening to a podcast called Uh, The Ongoing History of New Music uh, by Alan Cross. Mm -hmm. He's like, I guess, was a big DJ in Canada. Like every Canadian apparently knows who he is. Um, And uh, the series that he's doing this summer is History of Alternative Music. And he's just getting to like the British, uh, New Wave, British. um, And then like the goth. So like Bauhaus. Yeah. And like, he kind of put The Cure into like, more minimalistic kind of new wavy stuff. Sure. Which I kind of think of them more as goth, but I can see the separation between them and a bellhouse. Um, well, What is
0: the cure is the no doubt of goth. It's kind of cro- mean
1: the way like, no, you're saying how no is doubt crossover goth, you know, right?
0: Like it is goth. And it is like, like no doubt is respected by scoff Is it? Yeah, especially early albums and stuff. Okay. Like they're, you yeah, know, like Beacon Street or whatever. Yeah, they're an institution. Um, I mean, and then and then there's later, no doubt, that it's very popular. Like the cure is that to to goth. Mm. Like they're respected. Why do I know about the goth community? I don't know. <laughs> Look at me, guys. You know me, the expert on goth. Your resident expert on gothic music. Here I am, Ryan Burke.
1: <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Uh goth revival
1: i think so you have the what's weird is what's hard i think is you have certain aesthetic revivals that are happening i think they're like aesthetically there is like a goth kind of goth revival that is um intersected with like e-girls yeah yeah that whole thing and- i guess
0: with like the fact i don't do, do e-girls i listen to a specific type of music. I'm assuming they do. I don't know. Well,
1: and then there's like the whole, um, I think we talked about it on the show before, but emo rap, right? Emo rap, emo, which is kind of more related to like mumble core and whatever. But, uh, emo rap is when you say I'm not a fan,
0: emo rap. I could hear a commenter (coughs) in my head, (laughs) like saying emo rap. Finally, a blend of, two music's i already don't like and yeah. now like some awkward joke about like oh i don't like both of those like yeah i didn't think that but i thought about someone thinking it <laughs> yeah
1: so so it's like you like there's this there's a, anyway I, it's so there's kind of that aesthetic that it's kind of that's also kind of grown out of like soft grunge from a mm-hmm. few years ago there was the soft grunge what was that
0: soft but grunge but again that
1: was all it was all like aesthetic. You know what I'm talking about? Software. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? You know, what was a decent, it's like revival? the pastels and shit.
0: You know, what was a decent revival? What was a decent, revival? uh, uh, garage rock.
1: Oh, like the hives. and Yeah. The hives, and, the, strokes, uh, the strokes,
0: like the Donna's, yeah. you know, all the, the bands. Yeah. I mean, we got the, the white stripes out of that. We did, you know, and you know, a lot of those bands are still great. Like a Franz Ferdinand and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I thought that was a really deep, like you know, looking back, that was a really decent revival. You know guys. what I we want? We didn't know what we had. You know what? You know what I want? Okay. Thank I don't care you. If, Thank I, you. I don't care if it was all so su- super simple and it was just like, okay, this, you know, this got old fairly quick because they they all kind of sound the same. They all have the same name or whatever. But, you know, it was a fun revival. Okay. I say, want say your thing. A, say,
1: 1993 to 1996, seven. Adult alternative revival. Mm. I'm talking Dishwalla, gin blossoms, yes. uh how do you revive that Sister though? Sister Hazel. How do you write it's not Blue a Traveler. Steve,
0: It it's not a genre, it's a feeling we all had together. Hootie and the blowfish. You can't reproduce that, Steve. There's too much magic in that. Counting crows. No. You're telling me lightning will strike twice, Steve? I don't are you think telling, so. Are you telling me lightning crashes twice? You know what? Oh, man. I would. I, it must have been late afternoon, Ryan. We must be getting old because we're becoming very nostalgic for the 90s right now. I just have a thought like, oh, what if, what if 90s girl rock could come back? And I realize I just want to go back to 1995. 90s? I'm that old that I want to go back to being young. Like... 90s girl
1: rock is kind of like not maybe not straight girl rock, but 90s like uh, I'm thinking Fiona like
0: apple l L7, The Breeders, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. you know, like, oh man, I love all that stuff. Like, you could make an entire, I could listen to 90s girl rock probably for a week straight and not need to change the channel. I'm not joking. Veruca Salt. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, dude, mm-hmm. dude! You named all of the artists I know from that. I guess
0: would you put Hole? Hole? In, on hole there? I wouldn't put Hole in there. Garbage. I put, gar- put garbage. Oh, are you kidding? It's garbage. Girl Rock. It's all, know, really only w- Shirley Manson. It doesn't matter. It, like, <sighs> I love garbage. The Cranberries.
1: Oh, the Cranberries. Yeah. The Cardigans. I've I could listen I could listen to
0: just the cardigans for a week straight like just go through their entire discog. It th- it doesn't need a revival. It just needs everyone to go back to listen to this stuff again. The cardigans is always a fun one because a lot of these artists like you listen to, um, their
1: the rest of their album, you know, you listen to an entire Breeders mm-hmm. album. Oh, congratulations! Everything sounds like the Pixies. Yeah, like a lot of the a lot of the. Indie girl bands back they it kind of is all pixies derivative. It's kind of that, just that general indie sound in, in general. A lot of early 90s indie music just sounds like the pixies. So people are going to get really mad, maybe. I don't know.
0: But I mean, they were big influence and a the, lot of people were trying to move a
1: certain way. You but know? the cardigans were we, actually legitimately weird and everyone just dismisses them as love, the band that did Love Fool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, even that album is like, all over the place. Their next album is all over the album before that. They have a cover of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. (laughs) It's, it's dangerously cute. That's a perfect description of the Cardigans.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, like
1: (sighs) it's like you, they're one of those bands that you listen to and you don't realize like how subversive (laughs) the music is because it's so like tinkly,
0: but also like, at being the exact age that I was when the cardigans came on the radio, Mm -hmm. it's like, is this what falling in love feels like, you know, it is Ryan. It is. It's like, is, you know, this is an emotion I haven't had before while listening to a human (laughs) voice. Like I didn't know that I could feel that way because of hearing someone's voice, you know, Um, ah, man. Now I'm just want to, just want to talk and listen to girl rock from the nineties. I I don't, you know, and your Alanis Morissette's sets and, and things like that. And I think, I think, other. There's I... so much. And it all got wiped out by Rap Rock. It all got. <laughs> yeah. I blame Limp Biscuit and Corn. <clears throat> we had a really good thing going on. And then Limp Biscuit and Corn showed up. <laughs> what? And screwed it all up. What are you and then, about? and then, and then the re and then the recovery from that was emo, you assholes pushed me out of alternative rock music for like eight years where I couldn't oh listen gosh. to the radio anymore. Um, Cause you like the, the, the people that came right after me had really bad taste in music for some reason. What were you guys doing? We had really good. I'm such an old man yelling at clouds right now. What? Why did you do that? Why did you take us from a place where we had so much really good music and then we got two waves of equally sucky things? I think, um, I think on, and I realize there's been a resurgence in appreciation for Limp Biscuit and rap rock and new metal and whatnot, but come on. You know what I'm I'm talking about? You guys are rich good stuff. I think
1: Get Offset did a breakdown and I've seen it broken down a few places. Get Offset did it. I don't remember how long ago. I couldn't tell you what episode it was. Uh, where they talked about how there was some law that changed in the way um, like radio station ownership
0: worked. Right. We saw that in with like, like in, clear channel here in like 1990
1: yeah. f- or in like 94, 95 or something where basically you have uh it goes from where you like a radio station entity. So clear channel yeah, say could own like no more than six total stations in a single market yeah, between AM and FM. And somewhere in the mid nineties, that cap was lifted and clear channel went from owning like six channels in every station and and, in every market to owning like 20 in every major market.
0: I remember all that going on and it was crazy, Steve. Yeah, Like you were, you, I think you were too young to care about that stuff. But like I was in, I was like in college. I listened to 91X Ryan fiercely independent local radio. I was like college age when all that stuff was coming to a head and just like every and I think they just were starting to change the law back or something like that. And Clear Channel was having to sell half their stations. But man, things got dumb because of that. For sure. It like overnight. No, it's still that. I'm pretty sure it's still that way. No, they took they made Clear Channel sell half their stations They
1: locally. But the problem is they probably sold it all to like.
0: Another. Like, no, something equally large. I'm telling you, there was, like, see, you weren't aware of it when it was happening. Like, this was news. Like, I'm not, I'm not up on it now, but it's like, it's stuff that I cared about in the news when it was happening. I'm just saying, like, like 2001, 2002. Even with that
1: breakdown, like, I think Clear Channel still owns like, well, now they're iHeartRadio. Right. And they own like 60% of the radio market. And the other, the next 20% is owned by Odyssey. And the next like fifteen percent no, is owned. There's only like five percent of stations. But that are was the
0: because clear channel had to sell a bunch of stations, that's why ninety-one X went back to being independent. Mm. Because that and that was a that was a a line. Right. We're like they sold us because they had to get rid of us, and now we are doing a complete format change away from all this stained, disturbed corn yeah. stuff. And because they had been a alt and grunge radio station when I was a young teen, and then all of a sudden it was just like what happened overnight? Like we, every, all the, all the alt radio in the country just got reprogrammed overnight to be just being the Midwest.
1: I remember, I think it was 2003, maybe it's 2004. The most, they, I was listening to 94.9, uh, which used to be local independent radio. Uh, and I think they're well. Now- ninety
0: four nine was a response to, to Clear Channel yeah, because uh, like ninety one X was such a mess that one of the top DJs from ninety from ninety one X was like, I've, I'm going to start a new channel, yep. and they, they they're marketing well, that, and that and was, their marketing and their that was, their formatting existed in opposition
1: to to right. Clear Channel. Well, and that was ninety. Was that 92.5 He started local radio station drama. I don't know. like uh, who cares? So the thing I remember, I I, I don't remember if it was two thousand three or two thousand four, but. And it was Halloran. Yeah. That's who, who I was talking about. Who said it? He goes, I'm gonna play. He goes, the number one played song in the United States this year was The Reason by Hoobastank. Oh and he goes, I've never played that song on the station. And I think I re- and I remember like five years later or something hearing the reason on 949 and being like Oh things things were down. I can't believe this is over. over. Can't believe this is happening. <laughs> and I, I, They're I like, about thought about calling thing. them up and being like, "You guys said that you would never play the song on the station. You lied. You've lied to all of us." But and the thing like, is, is
0: there's no one manning the phones, right? So, well, they they changed hands again. They, oh, you, know, yeah. you know how radio yeah. stations are. They keep getting bought and sold. You know, and like format changes and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, so what if if you had right now? Let's end this thing. Um, pick. One genre, you can make a a genie wish mm. that it will never be revived.
1: Never be revived. In
0: any way. I'm not talking peak like swing revival. I'm not talking hopeful, you know, garage girl rock revival. Mm. I'm talking will never be revived. There won't even be a little bump where people are like, oh, yeah, remember that genre? Is it in a movie to be nostalgic? You know, there won't even be that little bit of. Wow. Like, um,
1: oh. You know.
0: um. You want to make sure no one hears this genre ever again.
1: Well, they're they're gonna hear it. They will. They'll never they'll, care about it
0: again. I think it's got to be rap rock. So, like, uh, is that all rap rock? Or is that just your kid rocks?
1: Like, I'm thinking. I'm thinking like my high school years rap rock. Sure. Which I mean, there's some there's some bands that maybe uh, are gonna get caught in the wake. There's, it's always that, right? But then you know, I, I guess so. I guess what I would say is like maybe uh, uh, 2000 two thousand two thousand to two thousand four two thousand to two thousand six Limp Bizkit, or not Lincoln Park. Never, never gonna hear about them ever again. Mm. But two thousand seven or so when they started doing just more basic alternative. The problem is, is you don't actually get rid of Kid Rock because he, he's a country artist now. Oh, my gosh. Well, here's the thing.
0: He can never play rap rock yeah. again. You know, you saved us from that.
1: Every time he starts, every time uh, it starts up, it, about it. like the power just goes course, down at the arena. You're
0: sacrificing some things when you get rid of rap rock. Oh, like, get,
1: like what am I sacrificing? You're sacrifice? Getting rid of
0: like your run DMCs and your public enemies. I don't You're raging against the machines. I
1: don't think I would call I mean, you're getting rid of one Run-DMC song, which granted, you know, is
0: mm. the one most people know. Your Beastie Boys? <sighs> that's undeniable. You would be getting rid of the Beastie Boys, Steve. Yeah.
1: I mean, does it need to be does it need to be uh more specific? Is limp biscuit heavy enough that we can actually just get rid of rap metal
0: and save mm, run DMC? You know what? I, I like I, I like getting rid of the rap metal, saving the rap rock. Mm. You know? How about can we just get rid of new metal? It's like getting rid of the margin. If you get rid of new metal, does it also get rid of new metal adjacent rap rock? I think new metal includes Rage Against the Machine. I wouldn't call them new metal. You wouldn't call Rage Against the Machine new metal. Not if I'm calling them rap rock, I guess they are more rock, aren't they? I don't know.
1: I don't want to get rid of System of a Down. A System of a Down, new metal. Yeah.
0: Because I think of new metal Here's as the like problem. there's chuggy. always there's always sacrifices because there's always outliers that are like oh that's you know that's the version of the dumb thing for the smart people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's how you. That's how the best describe... <laughs> New metal, well, this, this is rap all... rock, you know, rap metal. That's the, you know, there's the, the good ones are the, the smart version of the dumb thing. Right, right. <laughs> is new metal a
1: timeline or is it a sound? I think that's the question.
0: Oh my gosh. Is new metal even real or did we just dream it Is it? anything real? Did we all just have the same dream together? You know what is it's real, culture. Ryan? You know, I haven't said which one I would erase. What would you erase? Not a race, but prevent their from prevent, ever being right. a revival. I think just broad brushstroke. A lot of bands are going to get taken out. This is a oh, this right. is a Thanos snap. Okay, Prague. Wow. wow. Yeah, and it's not as a pun- what? Hold on, hold on. It is not a punishment. It's because I know you nerds can build it back better. No, you said, you said you're not allowed to make it anymore. What does, what does a prog person love more than anything than puzzles and, and like little riddles and stuff. They have to figure out how to do it again without it being a revival. They'll find a time signature that no, that never occurred to anyone that will allow them to be prog without being prog. They'll figure out the legality of it. And you know what? So many prog songs will come out of, I'm calling it a banning now of prog, because what's the first thing they're going to do? They're going to write a bunch of really whiny little songs about how they're actually being Like enslaved and punished and like persecuted and stuff like that. They made Prague illegal. Is that a joke? Ryan that? made a genie's wish and he took away Prague. They're going to write so many songs just about me making a genie's wish. Oh my gosh. To make make Prague illegal. Is this
1: a, is this a riff on how uh, Rush, Rush is doing songs about Ayn Rand? And Rush t- fans know tool, exactly what I'm talking is about right Tool is a, like, oh my gosh. Maynard, Maynard would have
0: so much to say Over the same riff for four minutes <laughs> It's a challenge
1: Prog people I really Because you, I know you're up to it I really thought you were going to go for like white, The white guy acoustic guitar genre Your Jason Mraz's
0: Your Jack Johnson. The thing about them is that you can avoid them Yeah <laughs> Like you don't have to worry about them. You can avoid Prague. When has Prague been
1: thrust upon you? <laughs> How often do you're like every
0: single time? I was just driving in every my I was single time
1: driving in my car to the grocery store, and all of a sudden, some someone was cruising down the street blasting Tom Sawyer. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: This song's about angels, or is it about aliens? What? Or is it about trees and how the trees are like people? All right. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, you know. All right, Prague is. The symbolism with no, a time signature, you wouldn't no get it, Steve.
1: King Crimson. There's
0: no yes. Yeah. Just no, watch, There's no dream No theater. revival, Steve. It still exists. There's just no revival. Right. All right. What think, ad are we going to do? Let's is do that, a, is that a genre that people are going to... Oh, we should do a sponsor thing first. You didn't write it down, so we're flying by the seat we're of our We're actually pants. supposed
1: to do housekeeping now. Do it! Housekeeping is part of the show where we thank people. No, not mail. Mail's well, different. I, we get it out later. All right. Do it after um, the housekeeping. Anyway, if you want to help support this nonsense, if you want to help us keep uh rap, rap metal prog revival from happening... You can send as little as one dollar or as much as one billion.
0: We're gonna run to be president, and our only campaign promise is that we will prevent a rap rock and, <laughs> and prog revival. Prague revival. We promise vote for Steven Ryan. You're gonna be president. I don't I will be vice president. <laughs> Like, I don't know what he does, yeah. and that's, I don't think anyone else does, so I'll be fine.
1: If you want to contribute to this campaign, just head over to patreon.com slash 60cyclehumpcast. Vote
0: Rowan Burke oh in 2024 20, and a half. Did you just say my last name wrong?
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Um, <laughs> let's do an ad. Oh, we're not going to do mail? mail. Mail is later. Her. Okay, all right. Let's do the Fender Mustang. Did you have a capture on the description of this? I don't think you did.
1: Um, Which one? Fender Mustang. Oh, there it is.
0: I found it. Fender Mustang Guitar Relic Kurt Cobain. $600. Squire by Fender Relic Mustang Guitar. This one rocks. Everything on the guitar is a Fender-endorsed product. Professional (laughs) relic. I've been doing this for over 25 years. The guitar, Cobai, is set up and ready to play out of the (laughs) ox. Fell apart a little bit there at the end, didn't it? <laughs> this is a out of what box is this going to come out of a box?
1: No, it's going to come out of an ox. <laughs> <laughs> would not could not with an ox. Uh, this is six hundred dollars. Are you? This is a Fender Bullet Mustang. hundred percent is a Squire Fender Bullet, Bullet, Bullet Mustang. Mu- Squire Bullet Mustang. I know Sorry. you
0: well. I know exactly what you uh, are.
1: Somebody I, refinished this. The refinish. I is, like it. The refinish is fine I like it They like lit the neck on I fire hate what they I did to the headstock why.
0: It looks like the headstock shat itself <laughs> It's wearing khakis And it had a little accident Walking around but they the did county it fair like, They did it to the back too It's like they were trying to like do a fake <sighs> a fake, uh, Cigarette burn tor-
1: No because oh. when you look at the neck It looks like they're
0: trying to do like a roasted maple thing But then they just gave up on the rest of the headstock <laughs> <sighs> It's bad but I kind of like, I like the concept of the color, that light, leafy yeah, green, it's like a blue, fading into it's like turquoise, the black. Like I've seen bursts of that, but I like that this is a thin relic version of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I honestly really like that finish. Like Fender could, should steal that for something. Yeah. Or some small builder should, could steal that. I, I There's so many things I don't understand. One... I don't see anything on this that isn't the stock hardware and pickups. Like Yeah,
1: what about this, I guess, because it's a Mustang, so it's... And I guess, uh, I think, uh, Kurt's Farrington Mustang-style guitar, I don't think it was a blue burst, but it was this kind of, like, blue-green right uh, guitar, which I don't know if that... Guitar it's ever featured in any of the music videos. I, what I model like it
0: Gibson pickups did it have in it, Steve?
1: It was a Farrington. It didn't have Gibson pickups
0: in it. I don't think. I'm making a joke about I know. your specific I knowledge know. that you have on things, Steve. Uh, how much would you pay for this? Not six hundred dollars. Believe it or not, I do like the finish. Would you pay six hundred and ninety dollars for the joke? No. Okay. Just what joke is there?
1: Six. Six hundred and ninety. This was sent oh, by oh six hundred. This was sent this, by. That's a nice number, Steve. Yeah, this was sent by Caligulon, By I'd, the way, you know what? Maybe you'd
0: pay four hundred and twenty dollars. That's still too high. I was going to make that joke, but still too high. These go for for one seventy nine now. I think something like that. I you know, if if this was at a pawn shop or like a flea market or something like that, I would up pay to get that finish. Mm-hmm. I'd up pay. I'd want to swap the neck afterwards, but I'm like, that's a cool finish. I wouldn't mind having another bullet Mustang in my life. I'm gonna go for it. Do you think this neck is? And not- I, but I would. I wouldn't pay 420. I You're definitely right. wouldn't pay six six hundred and ninety. I I would want it. I'd be comfortable with like two twenty five.
1: Twenty five. That's
0: not. That's not funny. I know that's it's fun. not a funny like, number.
1: Like you could have paid
0: like $225.69. You could pay like three eleven. That's kind of funny. <sighs> it's a reference to a band.
1: Yeah. It's certainly an original price. That you, you would know, be, what would be would the, per- with.
0: you know, it's really super close to, uh, uh, you know, the actual value of this guitar is 182. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it would be a good guitar for playing blink one eighty two. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'd offer $182 please for this guitar, sir. No, it's not, it's only conceptually worth this worth more than sock. If someone sees it and likes it, and then to everyone else, it's worth less. Like this worth a hundred dollars, maybe. Just because he didn't dick with the pickups and the electronics and stuff, and you know it's just gonna be stocked that way. He just did a finishing thing. Mm-hmm. But I do like the look. And I would have paid for it. So there's that. Sponsor? Mail. Yeah. Mail spon- No, we're doing sponsor. We gotta get this in. <sighs>
1: Uh, This week's sponsor, this show, is brought to you by Chase Bliss Audio. That's right, Steve. Makers of Pedals, more creative than you are. Like Like this one right here. Like the Bliss Factory that's discontinued, but we keep showing it off
0: anyway. I just like to think about how I have it. I have one. I have one, too, Steve. It's right here in my hand. Yeah, I can turn it around. I can make it go back and forth in between our faces. Because I own it. And if you want to own one, you should follow them on social media and everywhere else. Get on the email list. Go to their website, chaseplusaudio.com. Yep. Check out the rest of what they have. Uh, also
1: sponsoring this episode is String joy. That's right, Steve. They make strings more creative than you. <laughs> they make
0: strings more joy than you are.
1: <laughs> uh, no, they make uh, their uh, premier guitar string maker based in Nashville. Uh, and one of the things they do is you can go on their site and get custom packed strings. So say- For you, affordable yeah, prices. Yeah, say you want a- It's actually interesting. They're custom string packs. So Isn't say, the same say price. you want like just specific string. Like say you you really like- You want a standard 10 set, but for some reason you really like want a heavy G. Right. Yeah, like you can get that and it's going to cost you the same as or the regular like string, string packs.
0: You want like the lightest A string. You want yeah. that heavy E, but you want the lightest A string. Yeah. You can get wild and crazy and it costs the same- as their standard stats, like you're risking very little, like getting wild and coming up with something different is yeah. all I'm if saying. If you've got
1: some specific needs because of a particular instrument you have that's got to like hit them up, send them an email and uh, see if they can uh, yeah. accommodate what you
0: need. Oh, also, I noticed that if you get three packs, like yeah. you get a pack, you try it out. You're like, yeah, I like this. I want to commit. You get three packs and then you get free shipping. Yep. And if you get six packs, you get 10% off. And I'm assuming still free shipping. Yeah, so. I
1: think uh, head on over to stringjoy.com. And I think we're going to have, enough, hopefully, uh, an affiliate link down in the description. Yeah. So check
0: that out. I'm going right. to put in a order for a couple of custom sets for me here pretty soon, too. So I will be f- using those strings as well. And I used them in the past. And I love them. And I, I kept them on my guitar way too long because I was afraid that I was using them too quickly. <laughs> what is new, Ryan? Well, we have this mail, mail here in front of us, Steve. All we right. didn't even do what's new last time because that was the guitar last time.
1: Let's do this one first because I know uh, I know what this one is, though maybe you can open that one faster. I want to do this one first. I'm
0: intentionally opening it very stupidly slow well, with little stats. I'm not...
1: So that you have a chance to beat me. Uh, This is a little pack that was sent to us by Tulpa Effects. Oh. Uh, They make a bunch of different little pedals that are really cool that are cryptid themed. And so they sent us uh, some stickers. These are stickers for uh, our Patreons.
0: Cool. You
1: uh, you can buy them at Reverb.com slash shop slash Tulpa Effects. They're also on Instagram as Tulpa Effects. Let's see what this note says. 60 Cycle Hum. I hope your Patreon patrons enjoy this little envelope of swag. I include stickers, picks, some business cards, and some older character badges. Thank you again. Perhaps you'd want to demo a pedal in the near future. Perhaps we would. Legend has it. Sincerely, Kevin at Total Effects. P.S. Legend has it that correctly pronouncing Sathogua may sub in him. Proceed with caution. I don't... Is that what their is that their this what the icon is? I don't know. Man, there's a lot of stickers let's, in here. Let's Thanks. put one of them on here. Look at all these cool little. Look at this. Look at this little guy. Look at this little guy. Look at them. Got some cards. You got some picks. Tulpa, I think, is the uh, ooh. This is cool. This is like one of those hard sears. This is Ragnala and Nantinac.
0: This is fun, man. All right, let's open this other thing here. Let's open this other thing. Oh, my goodness. I am, we are either about to be treated to a, uh, a nice treat of some sort or some sort of gift from a Batman villain. This is just, you know, very fun presentation. It's from Amazon. Oh my gosh! No! Did, did you ruin it? It said on the thing do what need, it is.
1: Yeah, but I haven't looked. Do you want me to open it so I can
0: be surprised? Is it too late? You're going. Too Why fast. are you doing this to me? It's an Azore Reverb, <laughs> and they send it as a gift. Why did you <laughs> do that? What's that? A, is there a note? Oh my gosh! Uh, I just wanted to give something back to the channel that has given me so much. Thanks for being a friend from Jason Welch. That's a freaking prank, Are you man. Sure I'm feeling like attacked. Oh, this one's brown. Yo, oh, yo, you think? You think it's a brown reaver pedal, Steve? Watch him send us one oh my God. every week for 300 weeks.
1: What if this became like a, a meme and people just started sending them to no. like uh, people send five iron frenzy blue combs or no they would throw blue combs at the stage.
0: All right, thanks everyone. If you want to, <laughs> that send is a pr- thank. Thank you for uh, pr- pranking someone is a way of showing that you love them. If you if you want to send you, us some stuff,
1: check out the address below or in the show notes or right here, whatever the hell.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere here somewhere. All right, what ad do you want to do next? That's a good question, Steve. Um, We did that one. We did that
1: one. Vintage Red
0: K. You want to do that one? No. Let's do this pinstripe fender, the vintage fender. Vintage fender. So this is local, and I found this. And this is a vintage Fender Squire Stratocaster 50th Anniversary Edition. Nice vintage sound as well. It's vintage through and through, guys. Vintage looks, vintage sounds. It even tastes vintage. I won it at a good guy's car show. Custom pinstriping paint by Donner, a legend in hot rod restoration. Rarely played, excellent condition. $350. I... I don't know anything about that painter in particular, but it looks good. You are up paying for a Squire that like, I'm going to take a stab and say that that's a bullet or affinity. And it's, it's maybe a, you know, a $200 guitar at best. Yeah. I think it's an affinity. But that's legit pinstriping on there. And it would like if you're going to buy a wall decoration, Mm -hmm. it might as well be this. Like if if, you know, you're you know, when you moved into your house, you Mm -hmm. suspected that one room was Harley themed. Yeah. This this guitar would go in there.
1: And this guitar is definitely local because the tuners are covered in that freaking pitting that gets on (laughs) everything.
0: The sea air pitting. Yep.
1: The pinstriping is really interesting. That's whatever the like copper looking thing.
0: Well, no, that's a, uh, it's like a golden uh It's, you know, the gold paper. Mm, okay. Yeah. It's an interesting shape. I'm not totally in love with that. Co- the shape of that copper thing looks like a snake. It does look kind of snaky. Um, but the pinstriping is top notch. It looks awesome. I love that flourish on the pick art itself. Like that's, it's really good work, and like, yeah, totally for for three fifty, you know, two hundred of that as a guitar, one hundred and fifty for the artwork. If you're into that, like, that's legit. I think that's something that someone could and should buy. Could and should. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Could would should. I think something. I think it is something someone would buy. Do you have any other uh, thoughts on that, Steve? Or are you just going to be silent on that one? I'm just looking at it still. <laughs> I don't know. I I'm don't, People are going to think we're fighting. I,
1: I, the pinstripe thing is kind of... It's like orange and white on black.
0: <sighs> you don't I mean, like those colors, I Steve? I guess it's done fine. I just You don't like it. If you don't like a, it, you don't like yeah. it. it. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, Steve. One more ad? No sponsors. No, it's two, sponsor. it's two Wait, sponsors. We're already getting a sponsor again. We just did sponsor. I know, but it's fine, Steve. Jeez. People like our sponsors. All right. This, That's why uh, we this, work
1: with them is because we know that people like them. This episode is brought to you by Demonic Machines. That's right. right. You, do you think, are, is this video going to be published? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, cool. It was
1: no, published. Like your it was published no, my oh, my no. demo yeah. is going to be
0: published before last week's episode, Sick. Steve. I got the mold here it's got five different knobs that shape the tone yeah it is a super filtering fuzz pedal it can also do like screaming squealy like whale noises and stuff Mm -hmm. like that demonic machines make some cool stuff yep it's got a bunch of knobs It's a fuzz pedal go watch the video go buy it you know we'll have a link down below go check it out all right thanks thanks for you know Come into my TED Talk.
1: I want to know what the name of that thing is. It's the Mold Fuzz. Oh, you mean this thing? Yeah, that thing with the head.
0: It's the Clock to Barista Nocto Fuzz. It it's, just sounds like you're saying words. That's how talking works, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a really hard to say name. It's about a demon. It's the Alaboreth distortion pedal. Yeah, the Alaboresta riff. There's no barista. Um. So, anyways, what do you mean? There's no barista, Steve. It's Aliborith. Look at the picture on it. That is your barista for the evening. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's your barista. It's a demon that makes you choke on food and fish bones. Is it really? Yeah. Are you sure? No, that's what it is. Are you making that up? No, I'm not. I'm looking this up. Aliborith, Steve. It is a demon from uh, the Book of Solomon. From the Testament of Solomon. The Testament of Solomon. The Testament book. You know what? Oh, to save yourself, I'm always from- reading the testament of Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park. Okay. So you know he is known for making people choke and swallow fish bones. See, uh, to save yourself from
1: one of his attacks while choking, take a bone from the fish you are eating and cough on it. Mm. This will immediately banish alabora.
0: That's where that came from. The thing that we all do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. This episode is also brought to you by Big Ear Pedals. That's right. Uh, Their pedals will unfortunately will not curse you. I guess they'll curse you with a good time. Uh, This is a slice of pie. You know what? Where's your Albie, man?
0: It's over there somewhere. You want? You want the Albie? This is the pedal that I like. I like like holding Albie. I hope they make more pedals in this triangle case because it's 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 really fun. Pizza. <laughs> All right.
1: Head on over to biggerpedals.com.
0: You know why you should we check out congress- an Albie? Because it's named after a cat. Now you're going to go look it up. Yeah. Thanks, Bigger
1: it's it's Pedals. It's a It's a real Albie
0: Super cool. It's a real pedal. I'm not going to tell you That's what it what does. That's what Steve was going to say. Gonna it's a you, real pedal. It's really cool. Let's do one more ad. It's a pedal. It's real. Believe it or not. One more ad. One more ad. One more. Oh, man. F. Which one should we do? One I'm more. I'm kind of bored F. by one these last two ones. You want to just call it a night, man? Uh, no, let's let me look at this. Uh, let's go to last week. I'm, exa- I'm exhausted. Is there something special about this K? Nope. Do you want to just talk about something? You yeah, anything on your mind, like, man? I don't know, man. Like, what's going on what with you, you, been you? watching.
1: How are you feeling? What are we watching? Watching. Uh, I've been watching. Oh, I watched. Uh, I don't know why. But I haven't the, heard uh, of that one.
0: The uh, is that a new Marvel
1: show? The, the um, remake of Get Smart. I I enjoy oh. that movie. That's an enjoyable movie. Interesting. It was, it was what, Steve then? Carell, right? Steve Carell. Hmm. I enjoy it.
0: Did you ever watch the original Get Smart? Like here and there, but not. I don't know I a ton to, about it. I used to watch it on the television. I heard, when heard I was people a kid. who watched it that show a lot did not like the remake. It was all right. I mean I did I did enjoy the original. The remake is just like it was, you know, it was trying to cash in on that Austin Powers thing. Right. You know. So Um yeah. Uh I have been watching Alone.
1: What's Alone?
0: Alone has a season on Netflix right now. They only put like one season up at a time. Hmm. Um it's a game show. It's so wacky. But it's a survival game show and literally all you have to do is be the last person to tap out.
1: Interesting. And they
0: dump they dump like fifteen people
1: uh-huh.
0: in the wilderness, like somewhere in Canada or something like that. They have a selection of ten things that they could bring with them. That that's like every you can choose like bow, pot, tarp, sort of thing. Everyone has to choose from the same sort of stuff. I and imagine the
1: person who chooses pot is just like super chill the whole time.
0: Shut up! Not marijuana, Steve. <laughs> oh, a cooking pot. Oh. For collection and cooking of food, Steve. So they just dump them somewhere. Yep. And then they have to self-film themselves and just survive. And if they if they tap out, you know, they, if they're in a situation where, like, I just got to get out of here or I'm done or I'm hurt, right. then they satellite phone like, hey, come pick me up. And oh, if yeah. you win, if you make it to the very yeah. end, the way that they tell you is they bring one of your family members Along to come get you. So, this, this whole emotional moment. And some of these people last like four months. Wow. And they always drop them like beginning of fall or like mid fall. And yeah. so they, it transitions into winter and that's when stuff gets real. You know, mm-hmm. it's. I don't like game shows, but I like alone. That's interesting. And like, it, they're doing it for money that's like. It'll change your life, but it's not like game show. For for months and months of survival, it's like the one right now is for for half a mil. It's for five hundred thousand, and a lot of these people is not just like, "Hey, yeah, I want to do the show. I can use the money." It's like, no, a lot of these people are like, "Yo, I could I could use the money." Like, yeah. I got family stuff. But that's like, like
1: borderline, like, like it's you know it's, we're all creeping towards the inevitable.
0: It's it is uh, Hunger Squid Games, game. Squid Games, Hunger Games. It is yeah. like. When you think about it that way, Running Man is right. kind of a Running Man, but they're, they're they don't
1: they're not you know, prisoners.
0: No one's they're not prisoners. They're not no be one's executed by. died yet, but on a previous season, like people tap out quick sometimes. Right on a previous season, a guy was walking around like on the shore. Uh-huh. And like just talking to camera and just like yeah, I know I'm gonna make it pretty close to the end or if not. You know he's just talking all this big talk and oh this I saw some of the other people and they're they're not gonna get very far. Blah blah blah. He rolls his ankle and breaks it. What? Like just walking <laughs> and he has to tap out. Like <laughs> it makes it makes it look like he just got dropped off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jeez.
0: <laughs> but like this season, they're like they're in a part of Canada that is just crawling with bears uh-huh. and stuff like that. Like on, on a previous season, a freaking Wolverine showed up and ate someone's food. What? Yeah. Dang. It's wild. They're really out there and maybe it's all faked or something like that, but there's really right. nothing exciting enough to fake. It's, it's like, Oh, my traps are empty today. There, there's
1: someone who's like off camera. Who's like got a, who's got a Wolverine in a cage
0: and just lets it out. How do you, like it's got a fun. I like it because it's got a bit of like a slow Zen pacing mm. because not a lot happens. And that's the point. Not a lot happens. It's not exciting. We're like, Oh, I fought a cougar today. It's like something came in the night and ate my food. Right. Today. I will collect more mud for my mud pile. You <laughs> know. If I get hungry enough, I might break into the mud pile. This sounds like uh, just this sounds like me playing Minecraft. <laughs> it is kind of like real life Minecraft. <laughs> they get out there, they start punching wood, you know. <laughs> uh, did you watch? Uh, did you watch Miss Marvel? I did, but I was kind of like distracted the whole time because I don't think it caught my interest it's
1: very it's very uh it's very i just kind of started disney Disney channel zoning out on it. family you know disney channel original yeah i liked
0: it i i enjoyed it sure uh i i was watching it i was like i'm sure someone would enjoy this i don't have any problems with it it's just not grabbing my attention
1: i kind of wish and it's i'm not going to get my wish i know i'm not. I kind of wish... You don't know if I'm
0: a genie or not.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, that's true. Uh, I kind of wish for the... They have all this Phase 4 stuff planned, so it's not going to happen. But I wish in one of the upcoming Marvel movies, like, they're going to do the Marvels, which is going to be Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel. Mm -hmm. And they just did the Thor thing, and they got a new Ant-Man movie coming out, and they got the new Black Panther movie. All these things, right? And at some point, I kind of wish they would take... All of the characters that exist in um, that were in like phase one and phase two, and just kill every single one of them off. No more of this Doctor Strange, Scarlet Witch, like Ant Man, like all that. Like just bye later, bitch. Uh, and then I want it to, I want them to turn into like My Little Pony colors with the Young Avengers, where it's like Hawkeye, Miss Marvel. America Chavez, Miles Morales, and then like Echo from... Uh, the Dolphin? From... Uh, what the hell show was that? Um, from Hawkeye, who's it's speculated will eventually become sure, an sure. Avenger. Like she's like the dark... She's like the goth, the goth kid and everyone else are, are these like bright and shiny, whatever, okay. like colorful. And then she's the dark one. She's also deaf, which is kind of a weird thing to say about a deaf character i guess but um but yeah i think that's like like the direction i want it to go i'm just like kind of
0: i realized this in it my, sounds like you want marvel to start making like timeline one-offs like dc does i want like i hey, kind of want young of i kind of want like
1: the whole like right. the second wave where all of the actors are like under the age of
0: 25 I want, like, a Suicide Squad version right. of that. No, that, that's what you're saying. You, like yeah. it, it exists in the DC universe, but it's not, like, a real DC storyline. No, it line. can be a
1: real DC story. It can be a real MCU storyline. Okay. Like, it can be... I mean, I guess, is Suicide Squad part of the DCU?
0: I, I don't really know what... I don't follow DC. I guess, technically, it's in that whole... You know, like, it's in the same universe as... As uh, as like uh Justice League as just yeah I, why couldn't I think of it as yeah. Justice League so I man I of don't steel know. and everything I, like I'm it. just like I realized that in my reflection on it's weird to think about that like man of, a, is man of steel think of the tone of it is it really supposed to be in the same universe as Suicide Squad I, ha, I that's it's I don't know because that's like a real me. that's like a real verse right sort of thing and then Suicide Squad is like we are in like Cartoon Town now yeah. But that's—I don't know—that I am wanting to go like full cartoon. I just realized, like, in my
1: reflections on um, multiverse, multiverse of madness, which I enjoyed, but I'm kind of like over old characters. Sure. Like I, I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess this is like Doctor Strange is fine, and I kind of just over.
0: like, I haven't made any big moves to go watch the new Thor or anything yeah. like that. I, I, might, mean, I, I might, but, like, I, I, I'm kind of just over the whole thing. I think a lot of people are. And that's. I think that's also why I'm kind of like, just do it's something. Fatigue. Just do something totally off the walls. I feel fati- and I felt like this back when Black Panther came out. I was like, okay, we can go see it. And I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I still like. I could have waited to watch it at home. I do think my favorite thing. I think I felt that way about Marvel for a long time now.
1: Yeah, I do think my favorite thing is that they, in both Multiverse of Madness and Miss Marvel, um, make references to either Mutants or Earth 616. Right. Which is a. Like, obviously, they did that in Multiverse of Madness. And then at the end of Miss Marvel. Uh, one of the supporting characters is like, so I was looking at your genome, and there's something, there's something wrong with it. It's like there's a mutation, and then they play the X Men theme from the '90s from the right, cartoon. Right. And my favorite thing about that is, so everyone's freaking out because, oh, Marvel's finally going to bring mutants into, um, into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All this stuff, right? The care the Woman who plays Miss Marvel was in an interview and said something to the effect of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, despite what's in Multiverse of Madness, despite what everyone keeps saying, there's no way it's Earth 616. Because Earth 616 is in the comic books. So if the movies don't align with the comic books, then it can't be like Earth six. So I guess she's like super comic book nerdy. Uh-huh. And so she's basically like, no, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has to be its own part sure. of the multiverse. It can't be the same as the comic book universe. Right. I don't know. I thought that was really amusing. And then apparently Kevin Feige yelled at her or something. It made made stink eye.
0: This story has me on the edge of my seat, Steve. I know. I know. I've never been so riveted in my life i know like i am drooling to find out what happens next oh we gotta play a song that's what happened next that what happened next i think i like astral projected there for a while steve to get away from that story because i don't remember most of it
1: uh this was sent by rr Says here's a song I wrote a while back. It's called Guitar Hero and it's a bit of a tribute to hardworking guitar players. People as, are gonna think I'm mean to you as now. As well as slash you are mean to me. It the We're idea mean to each comes other. from the fact that Sweet Child of Mine is one of the most common songs learned and played in guitar stores by beginners. All the music was recorded by me using a pocket pod and a dr six seventy drum machine. Uh Russell Righart from Kersey. Kersey. Kersey? I don't know. Pennsylvania. Song's called Guitar Hero. I'm gonna push play.
2: out of my child of
0: disappointed that didn't drop into a where did we go (laughs) little bridge part where do we go where do we go now like that's you know like the the payoff do you remember the payoff of the of the 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 part being played wrong right made the whole thing even more worth it like (laughs) that was that was a really fun moment do you remember uh
1: the song i trombone for christmas Yeah.
0: Oh, how could I forget it?
1: And uh, Adam's dad said that he thought Josh must have actually been like a really good trombone player. Or at least
0: competent.
1: uh, Because it was so like rough that, uh, but it was so like perfectly rough. And what I enjoyed about this is the very first time as soon as he plays it, like I think you really have to be thinking musically Hmm. to be like, how can I Mm -hmm. play something that's like consistently... I don't even think it's like you could even say, "Oh, they're playing." They're definitely playing that riff wrong. They're definitely playing "Sweet Child of Mine" wrong. But I don't know that you could say that they're playing that riff wrong, right? You know, and there's a lot of very like competent lead parts in the rest of the song. Oh yeah, like the chops are all there, and I, this might be the best song we've ever been sent. Whoa! I have had a lot of fun, Steve. In, like Steve a went very on a journey
0: with that song. In a
1: very Dumb way. It was amazing. I loved it. It was musical comedy.
0: Thanks. And it kind of makes you think too, right? I don't know. (laughs) All right. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded.